TARDIS, the number one show about Doctor Who that all the Reapers in the known universe sterilizing planets listen to. I am your host, Mark Turcott, and joining me for this episode, of course, my kindergarten classmate, Mr. Chris Maselli. Chris, what's up, dude? Happy Father's Day to you. Yes, happy Father's Day, my friend. My friend. It is not technically Father's Day. <laughs> We're just oh, reviewing. In the TARDIS it is. In the TARDIS it is. In TARDIS world, it is Father's Day. So, uh, yeah, man. Happy to be back. I always fidget with something uh-huh. when I'm playing. And uh, my 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 Dalek uh, ornament that I got. This is nice. my new fidget thing that you I'm just playing. You think you make playing. a Dalek like, dog chew toy? Because when you held that up, it looked Ooh. very shiny like a little rubber little dog they, toy. There's got to yeah. be one, right? If not, I, I bet they do. They have get to. Get on it. They got to yeah, get on yeah, it. Yeah. So we were talking about something before we went on air, and and we both agreed, and we do we do this now we because do. when we started the show, um, I <clears throat> I watched episode one with subtitles on, just because I didn't want to miss anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though they're British and you know they still speak English, sometimes the <laughs> words they use are a little different. <laughs> so I just did it because I didn't want to miss anything. This has carried over into my everyday viewing of anything. Just, just Net, with the subtitles Netflix, on. Netflix, Hulu, whatever. Subtitles are on now. I kind of like doing that. Hmm. Can't do it with live TV, anything. though, man. I hate the closed nah. captioning on live TV is always like 10 seconds behind. <laughs> and so it's like a spoil. Right. It's spoil. It's you like, get spoiled. It's like spoiler alert for this whole live TV show I'm watching because it's exactly. like you see what's happening on the screen and then you see the closed captioning subtitles. But yes, right. I agree. Netflix constantly man i mean i watch a lot of anime i'm always just reading the subtitles now because it gives you a better understanding i think right like you actually know the characters names and aren't just coming up with some name in your head that really isn't the real name or i think for me it's yeah it's all character driven because i not that i like zone out while i'm watching stuff but i somebody will say something and then like three minutes later i'll be thinking about what they said and not being in the moment and i might miss something in the moment and that's just Mm -hmm. a vicious cycle of i'm always backtracking myself so um having the subtitles on kind of keeps me like in the moment and yeah characters like the just the names of characters like now i i, I am familiar with them because it's right in front of me yep. and there there's so many shows i can't even dude tell you how many where at the end my, of the episode i'm my like favorite talking show, about a character i'm like who is that i don't know who my favorite about. show right now is ending in a few months and that was okay. game of thrones I still, right. I right now couldn't even name oh, probably five characters. I'm, I'm like, and I've watched every single episode day and date that they've come out because I didn't yeah. watch it with subtitles. Now I want to go back. I said to my wife, we've been thinking about like binging and just going back through it all. So we're caught up. I think right. I want to do it. And I got to try to convince her to put it on with the subtitles because I think it'd be worth it. I think that's a perfect show for subtitles because yep. there's so many people in that show. Characters are constantly being introduced. Yep. So perfect for it. So yes. yeah. But what's up, everybody? Thank you here for joining us for this episode. Like Chris said, this week, or this episode, we are talking about (laughs) uh, Season 1, Episode 8 of Doctor Who, the episode Father's Day. Uh, Real quick here, though, some housekeeping. Don't forget, you can follow us on the Instagram at the Tardy Tardis, right? The Tardy Tardis, Chris? Is that what it is? On Instagram? On Instagram. What are we? It's, uh, yeah. The Tardy Tardis. It's the Tardy Tardis. You can find us on the Twitter at Tardis Tardy. 
and you can email us. <laughs> We're here to totally confuse the hell out yeah, of you. Yeah, I'm totally confused. All these links are no, in wait, the show notes. I even lied. It's it's not even the Tardy Tardis <laughs> on Instagram. It's Tardy Tardis podcast. You can see how organized, how organized yeah, we, we are here. We have no but all clue. these correct links are in the show notes. The uh, good chance if you just type in Tardy Tardis, we're the only thing out there called, much. called that. So you'll I've, find it. I've Googled it and I found some other things. But but you, yeah, really? we're, we're, we're trickling to the top now. Right. Uh, and if you want to email us, the Tardy Tardis podcast at gmail.com. Again, that sure. link is in the show notes. Uh, sure we got an email. What? <laughs> I said, are you sure about that? I'm email? positive. All right, email we do have an email. Some, some uh, prince from some uh, Middle Eastern country will not email you back, I promise you. If you email the Tardy <laughs> Tardis podcast at gmail.com, we will be emailing you back. But we got an email this week, Chris. We got no, no new reviews on iTunes. So if you listen to okay. us on iTunes, leave us a review over there. Uh, but this one came to us from Samuel Gilbert. And he says, uh, if you guys were curious... BBC has studios in different studios in different parts of the UK. Cardiff is in Wales and is the studio that films who? Wales is also like the Appalachia of the UK and is seen as a weird and kind of backwards place by the rest of the UK. Also, I'm really looking forward to the episode when you guys find out all about the bad wolf. Keep it up, y'all. Well, thank you for the comments. Um, So Cardiff basically is like they just haven't got up to date more or less it's I think still so, like yeah. kind of like back in the day type of thing yeah. wales, and, wales is like the west virginia <laughs> sorry to all and west all virginia. west virginia just went dark <laughs> on the tardy tires um but he mentions the bad wolf and i didn't see it in this episode nope did you you've watched it once and a half yeah, the second time I kind of was skimming through. Uh, and you didn't really there. notice anything. So, And we kind of watched the episode as we're going along while we record while we the show. Yeah. So I think my eyes are going to be a little bit more peeled. But is I didn't there, see anything. There, you don't think there is a bad wolf thing in here? You I think there has it. to be. I thought I thought that was the thing. Like I thought that oh, it was in every single episode. I don't know. We'll keep a look at it as we get going. All right. But uh, All right. So let's begin the episode here. Well, actually, no, hold up. Our impressions of the episode. Yeah. What do you think? Is, uh, is this the best this episode of Doctor Who? Damn. Does the like, streak continue? This is so this is a great, great episode. Uh I don't know if I can I think I think this is where it ends. Okay. I because it I mean it's so good. It's a really good one. It's it's different. It's you know, current yes. day. Um I think it the, the great things about it are um it it's it's emotional. Yes. Real emotional. Yep. Uh the doctor is not happy with Rose. We, nope. we talked. We talked last week about how he just moves on from things. You knew he wasn't because they're, right. the, <clears throat> they're the two main characters. But he was like telling her, like basically, I'm done with you. Mm-hmm. You're <laughs> you stupid I mean? ape. So, You're a stupid ape. Stupid ape. Yeah. Yep. So to see some dissension, and there's been dissension between those two, mm-hmm. but it, they get over it pretty quickly, and they get over it. Yeah. Kind of quickly here. Maybe it's drawn out for maybe another minute or two in this episode. But you really got the impression that he was really ticked off at her. Yeah. So. I mean, I it, think for me, you know, it's not the best episode. But I think for exactly what you said, and that this is the point I want to bring up, just how emotional and, like, impactful and maybe serious. I think this is the most serious out of any episode. And really, for me, it comes across because this is the first time we're really seeing kind of the screwing with time. I mean, we, we've talked about how time travel can break your mind and all that. And within right. the first five minutes, we're seeing them going back, trying to stop her father. Well, not really going to stop the father from being killed. They're really going back just to observe it. Right. But then when he lets her, when they go back and do it again, then it's like, okay, well, there's 
there they are in the background, but then here they are again. So that's two of them. What happens when they, if they come into contact and then Rose screws up time and we learn what happens when you do change time and someone is alive that shouldn't be alive anymore. Mm-hmm. And so it really kind of is just this whole mind twisting paradox. And, but I think in the end, the way they handled it was great. You know, because it because it's it it is it's it's an emotional episode. I mean, the last yeah. like ten minutes of this episode, I, I got a little moist. My, my eyes got a little moist, man. It was, it was a little... salty discharge. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> but it uh yeah, this was a, this was a rough one. This is yeah. a, a sad episode for sure. But let's kick it off here. So the episode does begin with the doctor basically once again. Well, actually, first we get the picture of Rose's dad, Peter. <laughs> So good. Can we looks- just talk about that for a second? <laughs> of all the pictures to pick, that's what you're going with. I mean, it looks like he's just letting out like a like a slithing fart right there. <laughs> he looks like he'd be the Joker. He could be the Joker. He could, like, uh, he could totally I don't know, be the some Joker. Terrible Batman movie. He could, he could absolutely be the Joker. It's like Ron Weasley's dad. Isn't he? <laughs> Dude, uh, it just gets closer and closer. It does. It's, oh it's my God. crazy. It's but awesome. uh, the doctor says, you know, we'll um, or actually before we even get to the doctor, they're t- it's basically Jackie Rose's mom telling B- little Rose about her father. Yeah. Which they, they but, cut back to a scene like this a little bit later on and things do change at that point. Um, but it kind of is introducing us to the fact that Jackie always told Rose how great her father was. Yes. And and all that, you know, and we, we eventually see that wasn't exactly the case, you know. Right. Right. As things often do, you, you remember, you know, someone who dies tragically, you're going to remember them in a different way and not especially if it's this kid's father. Yeah. I give Jackie credit for not just, you know stepping on the man's grave and telling his daughter because like, no knowing jackie was, like i could almost picture her doing that you know yeah the way that we've seen her in the past well, maybe not maybe not when rose was little but like at some point when rose is a teenager or something jackie having some drinks i could see her like just yeah. telling rose the truth but but at this yeah. point she hasn't he's basically how old is, rose? Is, is rose 19 18 we've we've yeah. heard her age before yeah, I think eighteen or nineteen. So by this point, I would, I would, me personally, I would think Jackie would have spilled the beans, but she hasn't because Rose right. is like legitimately shocked when she yeah. sees kind of the way that they act towards each other. He's basically the the father from uh, Gremlins who just keeps trying to invent things and is terrible <laughs> at them. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't really have that that uh, good of a job held down. Basically, he's just he's uh, selling some snake oil on the corner. I think is his thing. Right. Um. But, uh, yeah, so then Rose says, I want to go back and see my father alive. So the doctor says, okay, your wish is my command. Like, we will fulfill that, but be careful what you wish for. Right, which is cool. Like, the conversation that they have, like, she's she's explaining to him, like, you know, the, the history of her father. And when it finally gets to modern day, like, the doctor's just hanging out in a chair. They're in, they're in the TARDIS and Rose. So it's almost like when the events of last episode happened, they just got in the TARDIS and they were like, what do you want to do next? Yeah. So which is kind of like good and it's cool because it seems like he has no plan. But on the other hand, like, why do you have no plan? Like, what is your purpose? What does he do? Right. Right. If if Rose wasn't there, where would he go right now? I mean, he he could go wherever he wants, obviously. Mm -hmm. But he's he's just so like chill in the chair and just like, yeah, we can go there if you want. But he like you said, like he warns her. But I'm just it got me thinking like. What is the purpose here? <laughs> what Tell does me he what's do? going. Yes. What what is the what is the grand scheme in all of this? And is everybody he, keeps is, telling me. Is the doctor really the bad guy? 
that he he's the one that I mean, even though I guess he goes back and kind of fixes time, but let's like, you know, he just kind of hangs out and just goes to these crazy I, I'm I maybe I take that back. I don't want to say is he the bad guy, but it's like, yeah, what what is the point of the doctor? Like is I mean, it be, I mean, is it because, you know, the the time war happened and all his people are are dead, so he's got nothing to do now? Yeah. And it's just like I'm the only one left and there's no purpose for me. I'm not there's no more war. I just I'm just gonna go freewheeling through the universe. Uh I, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know, man. That's good. That's a good question but there. I, I, th- I thought that was telling just the, their interaction in the very beginning. Another question though I got from him is, is, uh, you know, he says, be careful what you wish for. If question for you, if you could wish to go back mm. and see people okay. from the past, but now knowing, now knowing the consequences, like, you know, you could say like you go back and save somebody that was tragically killed that, you know, or, or, you know, that passed away or whatever. If you could, if you could save them, but know that something like what happens in this episode would happen. would you go back because honestly like i thought about it and i mean my grandfather passed away when i was little i was i wasn't even one years old passed away so i really never knew the guy but i would have loved to have at least met met him one time but then in the same sense the more i think about it i'm like you know what maybe i wouldn't because i would maybe want to do exactly what rose did you know if you have that quick moment where you can be with that person you don't want it to get taken away and you're going to do whatever it takes to not and rose does that and it's mm. like, I don't, I would probably not want to go back if I had the chance, you know, because of that reason. So you wouldn't even want to observe like, like the plan was in the beginning. I don't know. It's just to see it happen. Yeah. Maybe it'd be a different situation. If I'm going to see my grandfather sitting in his chair, watching a football game, that's one right. thing. Cause I'm observing him watching a football. If I'm going to the moment of their death. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> that was a bad idea. That's Why a bit did the more doctor let her do that. I mean, really? Yeah. Yeah, he's a dick. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know if I can't think of anybody like, you know, I, I didn't I had my grandparents late. So, yeah. uh, I got to spend a lot of time with them. So I think you always think about that, like grandparents and things. But, um, hmm. Weird. I mean, he bring he actually brings Rose to their wedding because that's kind of the, the first scene. So we see them uh, doing that. But then she says, you know, he died so close to home. Uh, well, actually, then it cuts to uh, Jackie actually saying that, you know, but no one was there with him. He died alone. And so that's Rose's whole thing is she wants to go to the moment he died. So he doesn't die alone. Right, right there. The doctor should have just said, not a good idea. Yeah. Like, just knowing. I mean, like I said, if someone's put in that situation, you're going to try to save someone you love i would think regardless I, do, you, do you think it he allowed it because just of kind of like the the trust he has in her and yeah you know they've gone on a few missions so far and she's really been pulling her weight so it's almost yeah. like all right i we we've we've literally gone to the end of the world we've gone uh we've gone there twice um well, not fully to the end of the world, the last episode, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. And 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 she's done everything asked of her, and she's done it well. So um, I think maybe this was kind of like a okay, like I'll, this is a little payback. I'll I'll reward you for a job well yeah. done, almost. So maybe that was his thinking. I don't know. I just think that he's he's so smart that I think he would have picked up on, it. especially later on when he says, "You're just a stupid ape." You know yeah. why did I? Or I just picked another stupid ape. So this has yeah. happened before. You know, mm. I mean, he could be going back to what was I can't believe I can't think of his name right now. But the, the guy from the last episode uh, that screwed up, he was technically a stupid ape that the doctor let go into the TARDIS and brought through time. So he could be referring oh. to him. But I don't think so. I think the Is doctor, it Alex or something is it Alex. Adam, 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 Adam. The doctor's been going through. He's been through this before. Now, 
we don't know if it's necessarily this doctor, even though supposedly they're always supposed to be the same doctors, right? I mean, that could have been a reference back to 1970s Doctor Who that we don't even know about or anything, right. you know, that, that just yeah. could be kind of the, the way this all plays out. Right. Um, but I don't know. I, I just think that he, he, he should have been, I know it's Rose's fault, but I think he at least has somewhat responsibility in this. Like, I agree. what are you doing, man? Like, I agree. On, this I was think not he takes the, place. the blame. Right. This was not right. the place to bring Rose. Um, but then, like I said, we get our first kind of crazy time travel situation. We see the car come around with her dad. Uh, he gets wrecked. And Rose goes around the corner. They cr- she cries a little bit and says, I want to do it again. Um, I, I want to be there. He, he shouldn't be alone. Which kind of had me wondering, like, why didn't she just go up to him in the first place? Like, she, what did she do? Sit there and observe him just literally bleeding out on the ground? And then go and cry the f- around the corner and then say, oh, let's go back. Why didn't she just walk over to him in the first place? Everything would have been fine. Oh, in the first one? Yeah. Why Why did we even have to get to a second one? Rose, he's di- he's sitting there bleeding, dying. Go to him. <laughs> I don't. I didn't get that. That's me. Was, yeah, I get you. I don't know. But, but anyway, so then they go ahead and do it again, and then Rose pulls the move of the century. She pulls a Mickey. I said it. We we were talking about Adam pulling a Mickey last week. Rose pulled a Mickey <laughs> in this episode by saving her dad's life. I I just don't. I don't get it. Um, but what do you think of that whole interaction? Of kind of he gets up and and she's kind of like looking at him like, oh my god, you're alive. Like it's really you. And uh, she's she's almost like slipping a few times, you know, saying like who she is almost like I don't think she calls her dad yet, but she says, is that Sarah no. Clark's wedding? Like she's tipping him off that she knows a little bit more about what's going on in the situation. Right, right, right. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Well, first, I thought it was kind of cool, like when she ran past the first set of Doctor Who. Oh, yeah. And Rose. And I'm like, oh, man, what's going to happen? And I thought. I thought for the rest of the episode there was going to be two sets of them running around, but that didn't happen. Oh, like that just, would have been crazy. Yeah, they just disappeared. disappeared. The first set disappeared because yep. that was the end of them. <clears throat> um, yeah, I, I, you always wonder how that interaction is going to go when someone from the past or present runs into somebody that they know. You know, the whole Back to the Future mm-hmm. type running into your mom type of thing. But um, I, I thought at least she would change her name. She didn't do that. She <laughs> blurted out, "I'm Rose." I'm Rose. And, hey. <laughs> He's like, oh, I have a daughter named Rose. And there is like a little bit later, uh, it's a kind of a funny moment where he very minor puts a move on her. And she's like, yeah, that, that yeah, ain't nope. that's That's like the Bermuda Triangle. Nope, we're not doing that. <laughs> that is definitely back to the future. Yeah. So, yeah. But it is. he invites her back to his house and her boyfriend. He goes, I'll take you and your boyfriend. She's like, it's not my boyfriend. Yeah. They go back again. to his house. And uh, I love she goes in and while he's, I forget what he's, what is he getting a present or just getting changed or whatever the dad's doing or Pete's doing? Well, you see Rose going around and she's seeing all the things that her mom had kept. Right. Which like you kind of said, I mean, that's not snake oil, but it's all these like silly things that he was trying to sell. Right. And the right. doctor man is just, he is glaring through Rose, just pissed. He so doesn't pissed. say anything for a little while. Like no, he, not at all. After, um, you know, she, she saves him. Um, there's a real quick scene before you know, he invites them over to his apartment or flat <laughs> and uh, yeah, right. there's a, a scene of um, they just show the doctor. And he's just standing on the corner. Oh, just on with the corner. Like, yeah, man. Like a mean mugging. Like yep. he, he's not. <laughs> and then they get back to the ho- uh, hotel, the apartment still doesn't really say anything. Like you said, like she's going around this apartment and just picking up like a trophy or something. And, yep. oh, this is what this is. And he's just sitting there with his arms folded. Yep. I love the line. So he says, you know, I said to you, I asked you, you want to come to space with me? You said, no. Well, I said, I have a time machine. 
And then, uh, you know, immediately, you know, he's picking up that she probably came just because of the time machine. And maybe this was her plan all along. And she says, you know, this wasn't my plan all along. You know, I I just felt that I could stop it. And then I love that he goes on and he, you know, he kind of smiles. But then he brings up the fact that, you know, did she ever think that it never occurred for him to go back and save the people that got killed in the time world? Like his family, you know, his people. He could have done exactly what she did. But right. he never did it, and there was a reason you didn't do that. Now, he at this point, we don't know what the reason is. We got a quick little flash of of the kind of the Reaper view, if you want to call it. Um, but I just thought that was a neat little line of him saying, like, well, you know, you never thought – I never thought this. Like, it's the most obvious thing in the world to go save the ones you love. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I love there's another line, too, that he brings up, and he says um, – you know, because she says it's not that big of a deal. He's just nobody. He's just going to live a little bit longer. What does she say? It's not like he's going to start World War Three. And here's the line. Yes. I wrote this down. He says, there's a man <laughs> alive in the world who wasn't alive before. An ordinary man. He says, that's the most important thing in creation. I picked right up on that, just too. an ordinary person right. is the because most important thing, man. We, we are like... Uh... You know, we we watch this show and we think these grand things and they're going to these grand places and which they do forward in time, back in time, all these different yeah. things. And what's what's almost as important as any of that stuff, an ordinary man. It's awesome. You know what I mean? That that's it kind of really grounds the show is like, no, like everything is important. Yep. Everything is everything is here in, in place for a meaning and. Rose just screwed that up. As insignificant as she thinks it is, he knows it's not. He knows. Yeah, he knows. Right. Yep. It's crazy. And uh, this is where he takes the key away. She gives him the key. They have their little yeah. their little spat. And, I'm so uh, in- insignificant. Give me the TARDIS key. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just like, walks away, you know, storms yeah. out. Which, I, honestly, like I know in the heat of the moment, Rose is pissed. But, dude, if I was time traveling and I was in the wrong time and the doctor got pissed and started running away from me, I'd be like... No, please. I'm so sorry. Like same thing, she, man. She slams that door on him and is just like, you know, don't bother wait, or you'll be waiting a long time because he says something like, "I'm, I won't wait for you" or something. And she's like, "Well, you'll be waiting a long time, man. Right. I would be dragged. He would be pulling me by his <laughs> foot. Like, no, don't leave." I was thinking this. I'd, I'd get into an argument with him, and uh, the second he did walk out the door and I slammed the door, I would instantly open it back up and be like, "You know what? I forgot. I'm in a completely different time right now." <laughs> yeah. So I'm sorry for everything I did. You're right. Let's fix this. What do we need to do to fix this? (laughs) Crazy, man. Uh, Let's see. Then we get a good shot of some of the Reapers killing uh, some people, which is, um, you know, again, some Reaper view. Oh, what is this? I'm looking. The guy is drinking. So they kill one of the guys that says, oh, a big value Casel White Cider. I I thought maybe that might have said something Big Bad Wolf, but it says big value. So no, and I was no. even looking at the pictures of on the side of the oh yeah there's that beer or whatever the it is Margaret Thatcher it says like you know something don't like vote that, Thatcher yeah. for a third term or something like that yeah there were signs on the side of the road <laughs> where they were waiting when the car came coming through uh-huh. and, and uh, there was like pictures and ads up and I was looking on that and I didn't see anything unless I'm I'm missing it but yeah I don't know. If I'm you fine. guys, if you guys tune it in, if you see or know of any references to the Big Bad Wolf in this episode, let us know, please. Email yeah. us. The Tardy Tardis Podcast at gmail.com. I promise you that's the right one. It's in the show notes. <laughs> um, but then we get the, here was the moment we were talking about. Uh, here, Pete actually calls Rose 
uh, you know, saying, oh, your boyfriend left. Why would he leave a pretty girl like you? Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go out with you. And he's, you know, they just kind of start going back and forth. And she's like, you don't even know. Like, you don't even <laughs> want to know. Don't even go there. You don't even know what there is. Like, we're not and even no, going to go there. It's our Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. No point are we going anywhere near there. Yeah. I think pretty much sums it up. I mean, up. West Virginia, though, right? If that's the... <laughs> you just don't want <laughs> any audience in West Virginia. <laughs> I mean, you've already crossed that road, so you might as well. I, honestly, I did, man. I just, I, I threw it out there. And I just went for it. I gotta go for it. My apologies to people in West Virginia. Honestly, I, hey, I live in North Carolina now. I'm from New York. Live in North Carolina, and I, the only reason I say West Virginia is because for some reason, people here in the South, like, I would tell them that up in New York, we would look at North Carolina as like Hickville and Hillbillies and Rednecks. And they're like, really? They're like, we look at West Virginia like that. Uh, <laughs> like, what? So you, You're so far, more further South. How, what are you talking about? <laughs> I just never understood that. It just made me laugh all the time. Uh, and so now you're drinking the Kool-Aid. Oh my God, dude. I have to take a picture of the screen. The way I paused it. Uh-huh. I'm going to take a picture of this. Who, who, who is it's, it? It's Rose. Okay. <laughs> It's just it's put just, it up on the Instagram it, if you can save it. Put it, it up like, on the Instagram. I got it mid blink and it just she looks. I'm gonna send a text it to you right all now. All right. I just looked at my screen. <laughs> so uh, put it up on the Instagram. Anyway. Chris will put that up on the all Instagram right. if if uh, you can. Uh, but all right. So then we move on to the wedding that's happening in the church, and uh, what the bride is late, and uh, who's the the Stuart? I think it's Stuart's the man, right? And uh, they're not there yet. But then this is when we start to see the doctor realizes something's going wrong. He's kind of looking up, can tell there's a chill in the air. And then for the first time yet in the, in the series, we see the doctor open the TARDIS. And, buddy, that's not the TARDIS. That's just a regular phone booth. Something just, is wrong. Yeah. This kind of – I didn't expect this at all. I mean, you, I knew there was probably no. just some sort of with, – with the Red Vision, some sort of monster or something. But I didn't expect the TARDIS to change as well. Uh, yeah, like Wacky, that's man. huge. That's huge. Like, so, so this man surviving just wipes out a time machine, basically. Yeah, a like normal that, average person. Right, time machine gone. That I that shocked me. Yeah, absolutely shocked me. I thought like you know something was going to happen before he got to the TARDIS, or he you know went into the TARDIS, and it's like he's just kind of sitting because you knew he wasn't going to leave. You know, yeah, was, oh, yeah. he wasn't going to leave. Her. Maybe he's just killing time in the TARDIS, but it's it's just a box now. And I don't know for some reason that that really just shocked me. Away, like, man. Holy crap! Like this guy is really changing the course of history so much so that things that were literally time machines no longer are. Mm-hmm. Wow crazy that was great <laughs> uh and then we get the scene of rose and her dad heading back to the wedding with some rick roll playing did you catch that i never did give you up yeah let you down it's awesome but then when they change the channel it's, it's something different at that point uh-huh. uh, but then rose she busts out the phone I'm right like, i mean he she should know that he doesn't know what the hell i mean he, he says is that a phone and she's like oh yeah and just like puts it on like <laughs> Right there in itself was like a crazy thing that, that you know she did. I mean, she's just Mickey in this episode up, man. It's crazy. <laughs> um, but this is where we get the first scene of the car, right? At this point, we didn't know that car was still alive. So the car that was meant to kill Pete mm-hmm. is still just driving around kind of in this crazy loop. But at this point, we just see that it's tailing them. But then when it fa- flashes forward to the wedding, we actually see it come at Rose and... 
uh, Pete. So you almost wonder, does time, if you change something in time, does it try to correct itself? Which I thought maybe the Reapers were the things that were coming to maybe correct it. I mean, he mentions they're just coming to really sterilize the planet is what they're doing. But what would have happened if the car hit Pete and Rose? Would Pete have died and maybe Rose survived and then everything would have been fine? Like, what, um, what, what's that? Think, what, what would that be? I don't know. Like, what does I that think, do to time? Uh, I think Rose is still susceptible to death because remember in the. Um, no, yeah, you're right. The you're Charles right. Dickens episode yeah. when they were kind of trapped and he's like, no, she's like, I can't die here. This is 1860. And she's like, and he said, no, you can absolutely die here. Yep. So I think. Um, but what if they both die there? Do the Reapers go away and everything's fixed? Because he technically still dies. He dies, but. I mean, yeah, and, and she and she's technically in two places at once right now because she's in it. She's a an infant. Yeah. What happens to her infant self? I don't. That's hmm. This I mean, is where I, time I think, travel I think just the messes. Infant, with I think you. the infant self would stay there and just grow up, and then and then be normal Rose uh, again. Time travels, mind body. I hate time travel. <laughs> why are we Why are we doing this podcast? It's, it's all about time travel. What the hell? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but then they uh, they get out of the car. And uh, we see Jackie just, you know, pissed. Pete's all, he's all nervous in that, like, uh, you know, just, just freaking out. They almost got killed. Rose screamed, watch out, dad. And he points that out to her, like, why did you call me dad? Mm-hmm. And then that's when Jackie comes over. And Jackie's like, oh, is she, you know, one of your uh, little uh, little blonde girls or whatever she mm-hmm. calls her? And then this is where Rose gets to really see the interaction between the two of them. Right. Um, you know, Rose is kind of looking at her like, you know, oh, my God, look at you. And she's just. Going back at Rose, going back at Pete, and it's just uh, – I think know. she sees a different side of her mother because the, the father's really trying to tone everything down and just say like, you know, just not here or whatever he says. You know, like let's talk about this later. Now's not the time. And she, yeah, she just lays into him. Absolutely. Great. Did you get it? I did, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, That's great. But yeah, she just kind of lays into him and how much of a deadbeat he is and – even I think there's a scene a little bit later where he's like, you know, we'll fix this. We'll work it out. Everything will be OK. And um, Rose's mom just wants nothing. To, not necessarily about nothing to do with him. He's, you know, a new father. But um, you can tell, like, this is not a happy marriage. No, no, not at all. Yeah. So they went and had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. And then uh, after that, that's when we first get our first good shot of the Reapers. Uh, we have who we come to find out is Mickey in a playground uh, as a little guy uh, having the Reapers attack. And then uh, we see him run. And then uh, we actually do see uh, Jackie and Pete kind of making up. But then here comes little Mickey around the corner uh, screaming about monsters. And then here comes the attack of all attacks. We get our first shot of the Reapers. And uh, these things come in and they mean some business. What do you think of the Reapers? I think CGI wise are probably some of the best, right? What? They're better than really. I mean, dude, the, the, the models are cheesy. I, yeah. The models are super cheesy. But I think the actual CGI itself is the best up to this point, I think. Right. Well, <clears throat> I think. Uh, well, first, I want to I ask you a question about <laughs> baby Mickey. Because he's okay. not a baby. How <laughs> old do you think Mickey. he is? He's like eight. Like, and do you think in, you know, Rose's eight, 18 or 19-year-old, he's really looking 26 ish <laughs> no i think there's some continuity issues oh uh, boy but well, anyway we, we know this is anyway. 1987 yeah right okay the the date the movie or the movie the show started was what 2005 right 
Is that when this so originally this is, took place? So this would have, if you go by that, this would have been what eighteen years oh, later. If you go by like here and now, is two thousand five. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So she would have born. Okay. <clears throat> then, then that would have made sense. She would have been eighteen years old. Right. Okay. So and how old's Mickey? Mickey's twenty six. He, if he was, well, then he would be twenty five, twenty six, depending on his birthday. Yeah. Is. So I don't she know, was, and I don't, I don't get the impression he's that much older than her. No, I don't either. So, so they kind of. Messed that one up, but anyway, I, I can put that aside. That's just <laughs> when when I said I'm I'm looking at things and I'm missing words because I don't. That's the stuff I'm thinking. About, <laughs> him being six or seven years older. Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah. Getting back to the Reapers, I don't know. I mean, like there were there were certain scenes of them that I thought were like really um, cheesy. Just when they're like swarming around, um, when they have them like on the side of like the church and stuff like that, yeah. I thought for some reason that was good. But there's a couple scenes where you just see like three of them just circling the top, and they're just they're somehow like flying and maneuvering and not flapping their wings whatsoever. And I thought that was kind of really bad CGI. So there was good and bad in this altogether. But overall, it was par for the course. I think yeah. for season one yeah. of Doctor Who. Uh, <laughs> and I, dude, I love though. Just kind of the idea of the Reapers, you know, in the end, like for, for whatever they look like, like just the, the idea of these things that come in and say, you screwed up time. We're going to cleanse this place like this yeah. is just going to be sterilized. You know, yeah. this is it, which makes you wonder, you know, does it bring in the idea of like the multiverse? Like, OK, they sterilize this, but is there still a instance or a dimension where all this still kind of happens, but obviously happen, it happens different? I don't know. It's mind boggling. And then in the end is the doctor, the one that just goes to fix situations like this. So then the reapers can't clean out the the planets. I don't know. This, it just blows my mind. Time blows my mind. But I like his reasoning for why they hide in the church. He says, the older something is, the stronger it is. Now, when the reapers come into the church, he steps up and says, I'm the oldest one here. So I kind of take right. that as him saying, like, fight me. I'm the oldest one. I'm the strongest one. That's kind of how I took that. I, right. I, I was actually waiting for him at that. I mean, we're going to get to that part in, in a little bit here. But I was almost expecting him to actually fight these things. But then they just ripped his face off and he was dead. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> then he does say, he says, the older something is, the stronger it is. But he says there's nothing that can harm these things. Like, he says that at one point. That's one of the lines. Like, there's nothing that can harm these. Like they're Yeah, just at one point, he's like, he goes, I, and I think he said this before. Like, I have no plan. Yeah, I literally don't know what to do. Yep. <laughs> and Rose is just like, you'll you'll think of something like <laughs> this. It will be fine. Yep. But uh, I, I thought that the first time that the, the Reapers like opened their wings up, I just had flashbacks to like uh, dogma when uh, yeah. <laughs> they're just like so mechanical, like they just come up really quick. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So he does. He I like to he calls the Reapers. They're like a bacteria taking advantage. And so kind of like the uh, the pharmacist, the medical person to me was just mm -hmm. like, like, yeah, man, it's like a bacteria. Like, you know, we always tell you, eat, take your probiotics so you don't get the runs because those <laughs> those those uh, bacteria are taking advantage in your colon. Like, come on now. <laughs> That's one of the things I was thinking about when I when he said that. I was like, man, like, yeah, they are bacteria. They take advantage of a situation. Right. Um, but then I love that then this is where we get the scene where Jackie comes over and is asking him and he just like unleashes on Jackie. Yeah. And really, this Jackie has no clue of any history or anything between the two of them, you know, but he's right. just like, I know you shut your mouth. Like you listen to me. This is what we're going to do. I love and, that. And that, yeah, that scene right there. I don't know why for some reason, cause he was very like, you know, just I, like you said, like, I know you, 
this is like a dire situation. Go, go, go watch this door. Go. Yep. You know what I mean? And I, I don't, for whatever reason it was, it was just that moment where I'm like, I'm going to miss him when he's no I, longer. Dude, he's the best. I don't know why. I just, he, when he, he just has that, he goes between <laughs> that goofy, funny little dude. And then right after that, scene, serious. as you're talking about this, it's the moment where uh, the guy runs over. Uh, what's his name? He's the guy that's getting married. Um, uh, Stuart hands him okay. the phone and says, there's something on the phone. He picks up the phone and he goes, he just has a dumb grin on his face. He goes, Oh, it's Alexander Graham Bell. This is the first <laughs> phone call. And he says a big right. smile. Christopher Eccleston is awesome as the doctor. Awesome. And I know everybody out there is probably screaming at your speaker saying like, you wait, you know, just wait. Cause we keep right. hearing that. Everybody just says, keep waiting, waiting, waiting. But he, I just love him. And I, I now want to go out and find other movies that he's been and i know he was wasn't he actually in gone in 60 seconds i think he was in he was like the villain or something in that movie and we, really? we saw him in the leftovers he played a priest uh, it was a very serious character and you saw him butt naked <clears throat> it was an hbo <laughs> show of course um right. full i think it was even full frontal which is crazy but um oh god yeah but he's not funny at all in that movie i mean he's playing a serious priest like fall from grace really but, um <clears throat> crazy i love him he's awesome yeah, he's great uh let's see then what happens next here we we uh everybody's kind of stuck in the church the doors are closed they're trying to figure out what to do next and uh we get the scene of uh what uh the doctor's looking out the window and he sees the car he keeps going car. by right and, and right. pete rose's dad says like it was that a car and he was just like yeah I, I don't know the doctor's still trying to kind of hide it saying like it's not important he says it's not important don't worry about mm -hmm. it um probably knowing that if he found out the truth or maybe but they cut to yeah, he's looking out the window and the car's coming around the corner and it just it's missing and then it it appears, goes around the corner, disappears. Yep. But when it appears, they you know the camera cuts to the driver and he throws his hand over. Well, I just hit my mic. <laughs> he throws his hand over his his eyes like he's yeah. gonna run into something. So yeah, like we have like this this rip in time that just keeps repeating itself until it's corrected is kind of what I'm taking out of it right now. Yeah. So uh let's see and then uh we have we have uh pete kind of starting to put things together saying like you know i yeah. gave you my car keys why did i do that you know and he even mentioned earlier on um, before like that she just seemed familiar there was something about her that you know she kind of has jackie's attitude <clears throat> you know you sound like her a lot when you shout and he's, he's kind of realizing who she is mm -hmm. and um then yeah he, he realizes that it's rose and this is really kind of the first real emotional moment i think we get in the episode i mean Rose is crying, man. Yeah. And she even calls him like my daddy. Like, yeah. I mean, you stop saying that after you're like five, but yeah. she, no, I don't know, maybe it's different in Britain. It. She never got to say it. She never said it. Exactly. <laughs> right? She never got so, to say it. And I, and I was, did you think they were going to reveal who they were to, you know, uh, her father? And mother, did you I, did you think that was gonna happen? I kind of did. I mean, not not actually yeah. not Jackie. I didn't think Jackie would ever know. I thought she would always be in the dark. I, but um, in terms of Pete, I thought so. I think I thought at some point he's he's got to right. find out. I mean, she's gonna have to introduce him. But I, I honestly didn't think Jackie was gonna know. I thought it was just gonna be one of those things where we still were just gonna see <clears throat> as mad as Jackie gets kind of throughout this whole episode. But then like it would still be in the future. She would still tell Rose just how great of a person he was, just because. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Uh, but then we get this great scene. We're talking about just average everyday people. And the bride and groom go to the doctor and basically know that they're po possibly going to die here and just says, like, can you save us? Like, we want you to save us. And then he starts kind of he, – he says, how did you meet? And they start saying everything. And then he just starts kind of regurgitating everything because you know 
he knows the answers to all of this because he knows everything. He knows everything that's happened in time, which is kind of just showing just how much he does know. Even though it's the people themselves explaining it, <clears throat> I think we get the, the impression that he does know uh, what it is that they're saying. And then they just say, will you save us? And he says, yes, I will save you. Like he's stepping up to the plate. And it seems like that's mm-hmm. really ultimately what it is. Like he maybe he wasn't able in the past or in the time war to save to save his family, who really were probably just ordinary people. So, or his, you know, whatever his people were, um, right. even though they, they're called time lords to him, they were just probably in the grand scheme of things, just more, just kind of average, normal people. And so for him, just saving those average people justifies like, or in his head is, is redemption for not being able to save his family. Right. I don't know. But he says, uh, the bride says, I know we're not important people. Right. And, and he says, who said you're not important? <laughs> Like that's his line to her is who, yeah. who said you're not important. You know what I mean? Like I, I've traveled, I've traveled places, done all sorts of things. Um, but you two, street corner two in the morning, get in a taxi home. What's he say? Uh, I've never had a life like that. Yeah. That's what he says. Oh, that's right. Yes. That, oh, that's such a great line. Yeah. Because yeah. like they're just saying just this average life, and he's like, I've never had a life like that. I've never had a life like that. Yeah. So he's, like, he's never been able to be. So yeah, I mean, I just talked about his family being average. They're not. You know, they never no, were. He never got no. the chance to be. That's right. I completely forgot about that line. Yeah. So he Great. he admires the average, just normal person, and maybe mm-hmm. everything that he does is really for those people. Crazy mm-hmm. man, dude. This show gets so deep. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <clears throat> All right. Wow. So then uh, from there we uh, continue on. Here we see the uh, the Reapers trying to bust in, um, and then it cuts back to Pete and Rose talking uh, a little bit more. And uh, he's asking kind of, you know, what, what's, what am I like? You know, and Rose, she lies to him, right? Is this the moment where she mm-hmm. lies? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I was kind of, like? I was a little surprised at that. I think that she, you Oh, know. she like, but, but it's not just like, yeah, you were a good dad. It was like, she goes into like detail she about things. Stories like you, and... you read me a story every night and stuff like this. So like she, she's going deep to make him feel good. And uh, I, I can't remember. I'm kind of watching it right now again, but. He kind of calls out her nonsense, or no? Like, think, I think he does. Yeah, uh, he's, yeah. yeah. Here you go. Because he's like, no. He goes, I, I that's not me. That's I right. That's yeah, not. he does. He, he specifically right. says that. Yeah, that's not me. Right. Uh, but then yeah. they're interrupted by little old Mickey. Mickey comes running in. So this is where we find out that it is Mickey, and yeah. uh, and then we see Jackie being pissed because it's like you know Pete, you're over here, you know, at the end of the world, or about to die, getting in with one of your blonde girls or whatever, yeah. and um. So then uh, it continues on, and this is where we see Rose talking to the doctor, basically saying, you know, I'm sorry. She goes to touch herself. The doctor's like, no. Don't do, do it. Do not do it. Don't be stupid. And um, it's funny. What is he? he says, don't touch the baby. And she says, I'm not stupid. And he says, you could have fooled me. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was great. Uh, don't touch the baby. Yeah, but the way he says call, that. Yeah, he, don't touch the like, baby. Don't touch the baby. <laughs> <laughs> the way he shakes his head. <laughs> yeah, he does. I don't know why. He's just hilarious when he said that. Yeah, but he does say that any disturbance in time will make them stronger, and then that's what will make them come in. So if she touches the baby, suddenly then the Reaper's going to be able to come in, which unfortunately is kind of what happens here in a little bit. Um, but then they start talking, and she says, you know, I'm sorry. And um, the, I love the line when he – what does he yeah. say? He says, all you have to do is apologize to me. Right. Or something. And she says, yep. I'm sorry. And he just gets a big smile on her face, just kind of grabs her by the face and um, gives her a big hug. 
And then she feels something nice and warm and hot in his pocket. And that's the uh, the old TARDIS key <laughs> is in there. It was also the TARDIS key, I think, is what you were going for. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's great. But, uh, yeah, so the TARDIS key is glowing red hot. She throws it on the ground. He goes over, and he's all happy. He's saying, like, it's the key. It's telling us it's connected to the TARDIS. And uh, he says, does anybody have a battery? And here we go. We, we can't have an episode where he doesn't use his classic line. Stuart gets up and says, I do. And he just goes, fantastic. Yeah. And he goes running <laughs> over. And uh, I just wish the TARDIS key looked something better than, you know, what I <laughs> enter my house with. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just wish it was like this epic looking yeah. key or like a face you know, imprint or a hand yeah. or just something i mean if i man. found that i could go to home depot and copy it and good you probably could man travel you could probably it'd probably be cheaper to get a tardis key made than it would be to get a key fob for your car because those things are like a 200 bucks <laughs> exactly you, you get a two cent or a 30 cent key to the tardis oh, crazy man. uh but then he uses the sonic screwdriver to get everything back and or mm-hmm. to uh get it back to uh working order and while he's working on that, then we have the moment of Rose and her dad. And uh, I think this is when he realizes um, that he's dead, right? This is the moment. Yeah, this is it. Right. That's why. Yeah. yeah. This is where he says, like, I, um, I'm, not, I'm not in anything special, basically. And so everything that you're telling me, like, I don't really believe you. Yep. Yeah. And we see the doctor is getting the TARDIS to come back. And uh, then uh, what happens after that? They're, they're getting ready to go. Uh, or actually, no, 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 no. That was the moment when she was saying, you took us to picnics, you did all those things. Doctor this gets the TARDIS to come back, and then it cuts back to them again, sitting in the church, waiting on the TARDIS to come. And then that's when he says, I'm dead, basically. And it kind of right. has that moment. Um, and uh, let's see. And then Jackie comes over and uh, hears her, well, I, that he's calling her Rose. And there's kind of just a little miscommunication. And he goes, no, honey, it's Rose. It's Rose. And then he grabs baby Rose and kind of goes to put her near regular Rose to say, see, they look alike. Rose touches the baby. Reapers come in. Paradox. All hell breaks loose. This is when the doctor stands up and says, I'm the oldest one here. Basically, you know, fight me, essentially. And uh, he gets just decimated instantly which where do they go like it's like you know it eats him but there's no blood there's no nothing i mean obviously it's for tv we can't have all that uh, but that's a little bit cheesy with the reaper i agree there yeah. the reaper's looking a little bit cheesy I, I thought it was great acting on uh, rose's part when when he just gets consumed by this thing oh, it's really quick it's really quick yeah, the- which <laughs> she like she has a look i don't you know this guy that she cares about just you know a, a thing from the depths of hell just consumed him but i think really quick you'd be thinking like all right like what what the hell am i gonna do right now like he's our meal ticket basically he knows everything like our leader is gone and do that that scene too and they do that look on her face they they even slow it down a little bit you could tell it's like you can tell it's (laughs) It's slowed yeah billy piper bringing it bringing the uh the fear um and then the reaper's flying around she grabs the tardis key and um uh what what do they do with the? How do the Reapers get out of there at that point? Because the Reaper just is chasing people, right? I think. I think they point. just bust through, don't they? Don't yeah, they, they bust, bust through. through but then, like, th- how, why do things calm down? Hmm. Like, it, it kind of goes. I think it's just chasing somebody outside. The key is cold. Um, they're kind of realizing because everybody's kind of looking around. Yeah, they're back outside. So one of the Reapers goes back outside, and uh, they're not quite sure what to do. And then that's when Pete kind of realizes like, what he needs to do. He looks back out the window. 
and kind of puts the pieces together and is like, all right, well, I'm supposed Ugh. to be dead. Why is this car still going? Oh, that's probably how I go out. And so after seeing dude, that, how do you how do you make that decision, dude? Like, how do you just basically say like, I know I need to die, and I'm going to go do it in one of the most painless ways possible. I'm not just gonna you know put a gun to my head or something no. like that. I'm gonna Get I'm gonna die back. the way that I should have gone out. Yeah. Which I wonder if he I I guess he had to do that. Does he have to go out that way? And does it matter how he dies? I, mean, I don't know. They, they kind of give you the impression that it might because maybe that car will just keep going in a loop. Right, yeah. Know. And then even that, that driver would maybe somehow need to be impacted. Although we do find out afterwards when Jackie is telling Rose the story at the end that the driver stops now in the story. Remember in the beginning, the driver, it was a hit and run and kept going. That's right, yes. Now the driver stops, yes. was with him, and then a girl shows up and was with him as well, which of course we know is Rose. Um, but then, dude, this is the most somber scene I think we've seen up to this point, you know, of, of him coming over and, uh, basically telling Rose, like, I know what I need to do, you know, thank you for trying to do this. Um, but, uh, you know, there's only one thing left to do to, to save everyone and, um, I got to do it. So he wow. kind of goes over, says, I love you. Rose is crying. Great acting too by Billy Piper. I think both, both mm-hmm. of them did a great job. Jackie's there. I mean, she's looking pretty sad, but her. I don't know. For some reason, I can't take her serious when it comes to these emotional things. But, <laughs> <laughs> but Rose, Rose definitely does. And she doesn't try to stop him. You know, she knows that it's, it's the right thing to do. And then we have a moment between Pete and Jackie. And, uh, you know, I think even at that moment, Jackie kind of realizes what, uh, what needs to be done. Gives him a big kiss, even though he's a big buffoon or has, has always been a <coughs> buffoon in her life. And um, the scene goes on for a while, man. I'm kind of skipping through it here a little bit as we're recording this. And it's making me sad just watching it. I mean, this scene literally goes on for, God, man. I mean, it's like, let's see. It starts at about 35 minutes. Ends at about 30. Of of him actually going outside is about 30, almost 39. So about four minutes of just tears and just the sadness and... Which is good. I mean, wow. it, it goes on, but like, it's not just, uh, you know, just nonsense. And there, none of it is. She doesn't try to stop him. No, she she you says it's I mean? not fair at one point. But yeah, she knows but it's, it's right. You know, it's like it's not fair, but it's right. Like, but it's, that's almost yeah, that's almost giving into it and saying like, no, I I know it needs to be done too. Yeah. So, um, man, but it, it was. It was, it was, it tugged on the heartstrings a little bit to watch that. <laughs> it did. Yep. And, and, and just a epic scene when he runs out and, you know, he does get hit by the car. Um, just the, the way the doctor comes back. Yep. Just walks into the frame. You see Rose, hair blown in the wind, eyes closed, crying, and he just walks into the frame. He just kind of yeah. looks at her and um, puts his hand on her shoulder. And as soon as he gets hit, like, Reapers are gone. Yep. So they don't hang around. And he had a great line because, well, he repeated the line in the beginning. Uh, the first time he got hit, he said, go to him quick or quickly go to him. Mm-hmm. And then he says the same thing like this time. And this time she actually goes finally. Yep. So. Let me ask you, did, does she run kind of silly? Yeah, she got the <laughs> arms she, way to the outside. Like she's almost she's like, to, You don't watch the Goldbergs, do you, on, on ABC? I've seen episodes. Barry, the brother Barry, when he runs, he puts his hands back and he just runs like this. <laughs> she almost runs like Barry from the Goldbergs. I don't know. Just, but do you think there's a difference of, uh, you know, running normal and then running when someone yells action? Do you action? Think there's like, I'm sure. There oh, might, there's might be a little be. bit. Yeah, I'm sure there's some 
difficulty yeah. between the two. Because the thing, depending on how many takes you, you got to do, you don't want to be running too fast because you don't want to be sweating. You know, you got to kind of like take that into consideration. So there's a whole thing. But she um, does a lot of running in the show. She does. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would like to point out as well that um, the position of the car when he's on the ground does not look right to him getting hit by the car. Mm. And there is no damage on the front of the car. And mm -hmm. he's just sitting there. Leg doesn't look that broken or anything. I don't know how this could have how killed he him. Died, yeah. <laughs> but we're just gonna roll with it. Well, you know what? We'll forgive it. Doctor Who. <laughs> um, but it is a sad moment because then the rest of the family members come out and they're all there to actually kind of witness it as well. You know, they see kind of Rose there, and then it cuts to the moment of Jackie telling little girl Rose telling the story, and says, um, you know, the man got out of the car, and. Um, they said a woman showed up and held his hand while he died. They never found out who she was, um, but he was not alone. And then, mm -hmm. of course, we know that was Rose. And uh, we see a moment of her kissing her father on the forehead. And then uh, cuts to uh, what well, she's talking a little bit about how, you know, that was her dad. He was the most important man in the world. And then we see the two walking towards the TARDIS and they grab hands. Yeah. Um, the doctor grabs her hand and they walk to the TARDIS and scene. Like, and do you, I, I mean, do things change from now between them? Do you think? I, I think that was just your dad died. Let me, let me console <laughs> you a little bit. I don't think that was like your dad died. Your stupid ape dad. I'm going to, I'm going to put some moves on you now that your dad died because you're vulnerable. <laughs> I don't think that was. The, Although Rose would have been susceptible because uh, on, the, uh, on the coming up for next week, man. Next time. We get uh, uh, the, these classic next times. As always, just some wacky stuff happening. The TARDIS is out of control camera shaking things exploding goes to a weird what looks to be washington dc in the 1940s slash 50s bioshock i love the look of slash, it man. It's, yeah. yeah it's like bioshock meets wolfenstein like all oh, kinds of just great. weird things happening and, and she's she's hanging from something i get i mean like zeppelin maybe There's zeppelins. i don't know what it is but she's hanging from something and, and all you know these planes are flying by her. I just love the look of this era. Like you said, it's almost like rocketeer, like that whole like steampunk like steam era. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. I love it. Uh, and then there's some, when somebody has a scar on their hand and the, there's a doctor talking to the doctor and he says that it's physical injuries as a plague. And then we get the scene of this very suave looking pilot guy <laughs> putting the moves on Rose and she seems to be all for it's it. Just fine with it. When, as why would always. she be? We got to get a running list of, like Rose's boy toys. <laughs> Does she continue in season two? Is, I think, is Rose yeah, an I think ongoing when we character? Go, when you go and look at the list uh, for upcoming seasons, like for the cover art, right. she's on like the second and third ones as well. So, and, yeah. and is the same as Billy Piper play her? Or is it yeah. Something? Oh, yeah. All right. Yep. All right. So, um, all right. Again, I have no idea what's going on in the next episode. Like these, nope. these next weeks are... Uh, just so confusing but. <laughs> i love it i know uh yeah. all right so let's uh, let's talk about some facts here from the episode what do you got this week man you pulled some stuff let's see here <clears throat> uh whoa hang on something up there all right so uh yeah the never gonna give you up was that uh, we got rickrolled by we officially been rickrolled by doctor who um, they played some Rick Astley in the car, which was kind of cool. So according to producer Phil Collinson, uh, showrunner Russell T. Davis came up with the concept for Father's Day. Um, at, 
an early stage in the planning of the series, and it was a perfect time travel story. Davies wanted to wanted the storyline to be easy to follow and drawn from human emotions. Additionally, the previous seven episode had established why Rose was a good companion, and so Father's mm-hmm. Day shows that she does make mistakes, like we were saying. Yeah. But in a relatable way. <clears throat> Davies chose uh, Paul Cornell to write the episode. Cornell had written Doctor Who spinoff material. Um, let's see, where was something in here that I wanted to bring up? Davies originally intended the, that the episode be a small budget saver. <clears throat> and I thought that. I was thinking not, not, not that it was a budget saver, <clears throat> but I'm like, you can tell the difference between this. This episode is very contained in, in one kind of small area mm-hmm. for the most part. And it's not this over the top, <clears throat> different world type of thing. Um, so he intended it for be a small budget saver. Um, investigating the death of Rose's father, but Cronor suggested that addition of the Reapers and BBC head of drama encouraged the additions of the monsters of the new series. Um, <clears throat> what was the thing about his father? Davies and Cornell debated whether it should have been Rose's plan all along to save her father. This is left ambiguous in the episode. Billy Piper felt that it did not occur to Rose until after she began traveling. Yeah. I like hmm. that. I, I don't, I'm glad that they did it that way, that it wasn't like her initial plan, you know, because at, at that point, then it makes her kind of like Adam, you know, where Adam was kind of like, oh, I'm going to take this and have it all for mine. Like it just, right. I don't know. I, yeah. I don't like thinking Rose in that light. I, li- I like her kind of this yeah. way. Um, <clears throat> Cornell, who again is a writer, uh, also states that the character of Pete Tyler is based on his own father who attempted many different jobs and schemes, including like Pete selling health drinks before eventually finding before eventually finding success running a betting shop hmm. Pete, Pete's line quote I am your dad it's my job to be it's excuse me it's my job for it to be my fault is taken from something Cornell's father actually said to him hmm. pretty cool yeah definitely pretty cool uh, originally Pete this is interesting too originally Pete wanted to take a swig of wine before sacrificing himself but this was removed <laughs> because a correlation between alcohol and bravery was not thought to be a positive message. It's things like that that I don't even think of and why yeah. I could never be in show business and and have anything to do with anything Hollywood related. Yeah. You know. Uh, the entire episode was shot. In Take Cardiff. one guess. In Cardiff. Of course. Uh, um, you know, and they just talk about how they switched things up to make it look 80s. The Reapers went through many designs. Originally, they were supposed to be men in cowls based on the Grim Reaper. See, I think that almost would have been creepier, man. Like that almost, you think that would have been better if they were just this crazy guys like dressed in black and even give them like little red eyes or something like that yeah. might have been better than what they did. I think I think it would have feared them more. I didn't really yeah. fear the Reapers too much. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they looked kind of cool. and But I, I think if you have somebody that's like almost human like um that's kind of taking people out i fear that more for some reason so um they kept they kind of kept some grim reaper designs they said in the tales of whatever um of the reapers the original design was deemed too similar to creatures in the end of the world so i'm trying to think of what creatures were in the end of the world those little what was in the end of the world the alien guys like the that ran like they were the rubber suits Oh wait, 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 wait. No, end of the no, world. No, no, no. End of the world like, was the little like spider bots. Right? Yeah. So what I mean, we're, we're, there were some um oh yeah, the the guys uh who get who handed them who had the robot things. 
initially. Oh, with the with the teeth like kind of. I don't even know if they show them, but they did resemble Grim Reapers. Yeah. Yeah. Remember them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that makes sense now. Um, let's see here. Special effects team. All right. Whatever. Uh, when time is damaged, one of the effects is that mobile telephones all begin to repeat the message, Watson, come here, I need you. And we didn't talk about that. No, that, no, we didn't. Um, so that that's what they hear when Rose checks her mes- messages. She hears, Watson, come here, I need you. Yeah, well, I said the doctor smiled. Remember I said when, when and Stuart then with the guy, the phone, like smiling. Right. That, yeah. So those two parts. So, and, uh, you know, like you said, Alexander Graham Bell, those were his first ever words spoken over a telephone. Um, historical records indicate the words to be, Watson, come here, I want you. The error was not present in Paul Cornell's original script, but crept in at some point during production, and they didn't correct it. Crazy. Yep. Interesting. Um, What's the reception? What do we got? Yeah, just getting to that. So we're still over 8 million viewers. I think we went up. I think the last one was 8.0, like, 1. Wow. <clears throat> and this one was 8.06. Going up. So it's it's holding steady right now, man. And then more of the same by people who some people loved it, some people hated it. Uh, well, not necessarily hated it, but it got some nominations. Father's Day was nominated for 2006 Hugo Award for Best Dramatic Presentation Short Form alongside other first series episodes, Dalek and The Empty Child, The Doctor Dances, which I don't think we have got to that one yet. Nope. Uh, the latter one, so that one won. Um, Father's Day topped the third place category in terms of votes. So I like to you see it. Uh, Billy Piper stated this was her favorite episode of the first series yeah. and the most emotionally taxing for her to, yeah. to perform. Which I mean, it definitely was. I mean, she's crying at the end of the episode. It's, yeah, this is the first one. one that focused on her. You know, yeah. I mean, this was yep. Doctor Doctor almost played second fiddle to her in this one. So. Um, Good episode. I like this really one good, uh, good review. The re- one reviewer said he called the direction wonderful and the script sublime and noted how the story was more about family than time travel. So right. initially when you watch the first 10 minutes, you're like, oh, it's a crazy time travel episode. But then it's like, no. And I thought this was going to be. I think yeah. I remember last week talking about that. I thought I was just going to keep repeating this thing. Yep. And they would they would, they would, would go back in time, fix it, and then something would happen or die. All right, let's try it again. And then they'd go keep doing mm-hmm. that. And that's absolutely not what happened nope so great episode quality episode quality yep. quality episode solid uh all right well what do we got coming up next episode if you guys want to continue here on the ride with us next episode we What's talked about it in the coming up it is called the empty child oh that's the one i just <laughs> yeah that's what it is. Okay. So the Doctor and Rose travel back in London to 1941 at the height of the Blitz. A mysterious cylinder is being guarded by the army while homeless children living on the bomb sites are being terrorized by an unearthly child. Rose meets the dashing Captain Jack Harkness. Has she found a hero even better than the Doctor? Uh-oh. Bum, bum, bum. Let's see. So, uh, if you go down, so you got the Doctor dances, and then look at, num- look at the image for number 11. I love it. Alright. <laughs> That's all we'll say. It's all it is. It's all you gotta know. Uh and but look at number thirteen. That's when I don't want right. to hear the There's parting 13, ways. The parting look at twelve, dude, the big bad wolf. Or the bad wolf. Twelve is bad wolf, yeah. We're coming up. A few more, a few more episodes. We'll be there. But uh all right. Well, everybody, like we've said before, if you're tuning into the episode and you have some friends that are big into Doctor Who, help spread the word, help get the word out about Doctor Who. We would love to get some more people tuning in. 
And uh, of course, email us, the Tardy Tardis Podcast at gmail.com. You can find the link in the show notes as well as links to our Twitter and Instagram page. And if you do listen on iTunes, like I said, uh, subscribe, of course. And then if you can, leave us a review over there for two reasons. One, it helps move us up the ranks of iTunes for other Doctor Who folks to find. And we will read your review on the podcast. And even if you send us an email, we'll read it on the podcast too. So um, you can send us either either some feedback on episodes we've done or just general comments on the show or even questions. If you got some questions you guys want to ask us. Um, because, you know, we're experts at the first eight episodes or seven episodes of Doctor Who. Oh, yeah. we, are, we are the best experts Ever. out there. So, I have a question. Yeah. We are planning on doing... Like after, so there's 13 episodes, right? Yeah. 13 episodes. We are planning on doing a year in, or a year in review. A season I in guess review. a year. Season in review episode. That was the plan, yeah. That was the plan. Yep. And we're going to bring on a a pro. Other than ourselves. A fan, which right. basically means we're bringing on a, a real British person onto the show to talk about to Doctor British. Who. Someone who actually yeah. watched it living in Britain and watched it live as it was airing. We are going to have them on a guest, as a guest on the show. We are really narrowing down and our their search. Their name so. is not Christopher Eccleston. I can promise you that right there. Although I'm, I'm <laughs> working on it. <laughs> and, right. I, and by working on it, I mean I, I'm going to look up and see if he has a Twitter account and just follow him. And that's about it. <laughs> uh, but if awesome. you know him, if you know him, tell him to come on the show because we need him to come on the show. Does it? Has he like wanted to distance, distance himself from the I whole Doctor no Who world? I Someone, know. I feel like I heard that. Like, there's a reason why they he didn't come back for uh, season two. Maybe it was contractual. I don't know. Uh, but that's something you, we can talk about when we start right. on our maybe on our review. And and those are questions we can ask our professional British person that we're going right. to have on the show. We can ask them those questions. That's you know questions that they that's can perfect. answer probably. All right. All right. So, but uh, all right, everybody. Well, thank you here for tuning into the Tardy Tardis. We're glad you guys joined us and made us a part of your week. Tune in next episode. We're gonna have a good one for sure. Um, <laughs> train never ends. No. Uh, Tardis. So, uh, with that, thank you as always, and we will catch you next time. See you. See you.